All right. What's up, everyone? It's Zach, and I'm here with a very special guest. I am here with Ashlyn Zwemer. Ashlyn, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Zach? Awesome. Glad to hear. I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking, and thanks for taking some time to chat today. Of course. I'm excited. Awesome. So, Ashlyn, uh, like me, is a fellow Chippewa, so fire up chips. Um, that is where uh, we we actually met um, many years ago, <laughs> um, but it was a good time there. And uh, Don't say Ashlyn, the year. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I won't age us, but um, that, that's where we met. And Ashlyn's a fellow Chippewa. She also is someone who has extensive experience in uh, the retail uh, industry as well. And now she's currently um, a entrepreneur, business owner with the uh, Simply A to Z boutique. So that's a little bit about Ashlyn, but do you kind of mind going into your background, what you're doing these days, all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. So like Zach said, we met at CMU, which is where everything started for me. I guess when I was a kid, I guess before CMU, I had this dream, but you know, you never really know time and place is kind of always the thing in life. So I always wanted to have a boutique. I knew that from the day I was probably eight years old, just because I loved to shop. I loved to be around clothes. Yeah. Um, you know, you always have those dreams as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, when they're going to become reality or if they're going to become reality. So I went to school at CMU for fashion merchandising and I minored in retailing, not really knowing exactly what I was going to do with that. But in my head, I'm like, this is going to work. We're going to do it. And then I graduated and I got the job at Kohl's department store as a manager, assistant manager in charge of soft lines, which is all of the apparel for. And that was really great. That's where I met Zach a little more because of he worked at Kohl's as well. Yeah. And all the fun we had together, but I was life at Kohl's hashtag life at Kohl's. Life at Kohl's. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to ever say it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did the first year in soft lines, which was all like merchandising apparel. And then I got promoted to um, hard lines operations manager, which is all of like the home children's. And then you are also in charge of all of the back house. So all of the receiving trucks, all of the shipping, omni-channel merchandising, things like that. So that was a huge like wake up call to me. Holy cow. This yeah. is taking over. we would just grow and grow and grow. I was only in it for a year and a half in that responsibility. And it was extremely challenging, but also taught me so much about the Omni sector that is now everywhere, right? We all shop on everywhere way more than we shop in store, which is crazy to see how quickly that took off. Mm -hmm. Um, So then got engaged and my husband is a dairy farmer. I wear my farmer shirt today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're so different, right? Fashion and farming. Opposite. Right. Um, so then he got, we got engaged and obviously the farm was not moving, which is great because our family is from the same area where the farm is. So mm-hmm. I need to move back home, still kind of unsure what I'm doing at this point in my life. So move back and I get a job at HR in a manufacturing plant, something okay. I know absolutely nothing about from the start, to be honest. Yeah. Um, your experience kind of teaches you HR and then mm-hmm. kind of as I went, did that for a couple of years. And then as of last November, so November 27th, 2021, we opened A to Z Boutique and just hit the ground running. It's been going fantastic. I did not, I would leave my job as soon as I did. And I have left my full-time job April 1st, which is, I thought I'd be there at least three years plus while having the boutique open, but it has just taken off 
which is super exciting. So now I'm doing that full, I guess, part-time, full-time. And then I mm-hmm. am working farm. Funny story, how I full circle back. Yeah. And I'm doing HR stuff for the farm. So it all kind okay. of circled back, which is really funny. Yeah, that that is a full circle moment. And mm-hmm. that's really awesome. And I mean, pretty much from the first time that we met, I knew that you had that passion for for retail and for you know shopping and clothing and, and everything. So it totally lines up to me hearing you say that like growing up, that was always your dream to, to have a boutique and everything. And just, you know, following kind of, your path from a distance, even, you know, through social media and, you know, catching up here and there, it's been so cool to see you kind of grow into pretty much what you said you've always wanted as a kid and just seeing this, you know, kind of come full circle completely has been cool to see. Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun. It's awesome. So, you know, it, it sounds like it's been fun. It's been a good opportunity, been a good experience, but what's been something difficult about it or something that maybe you didn't really anticipate would be part of actually having a boutique one day? Oh gosh. I just don't think I realized how much work it was. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think you have this vision, right? You have this vision of you've seen other people do it, but you see mm-hmm. their version. You don't see like the grit and the sweat that goes in behind the scenes, the not fun things that no one really wants to do, but yeah. you has to. Um, I just think all of the hours and the time, the details, as far as making sure my clothes are steamed, making sure my packages are correct, making, you know, just Mm -hmm. little, the customer would never notice. I mean, maybe they would notice if the clothes were really wrinkly, (laughs) but things that maybe wouldn't be seen, but if they're not done, things don't run as smoothly. So all of the back end of owning your own business, starting a business, learning how to create you know, even with the state, how to start a business registering, all of that stuff that you think would be a challenge. And it's just kind of makes you scratch your head of like, oh my gosh, I really have no idea what I'm doing. Right. (laughs) Then you have to just, you know, walk yourself through it. And obviously everyone else has figured out how to do it, but it just takes more time and research, asking the question to others that went before you, you know, Hey, how did you do this? Because Mm -hmm. I am lost. Not being afraid to ask questions. That's something that was a little difficult at first um, because you don't want to like you are not knowing, but also you really just don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So that most difficult thing and has been so far. Okay, definitely. And, you know, I think it's, it's interesting kind of hearing you say, you know, talk about the challenges a little bit, because I think that with anything, there's always kind of those things that seem daunting. And I feel like it's so easy for us to get like in our own head and never start anything or start what we want or do what we want because of all those challenges. And oh. it sounds like you're kind of just like into the deep end, like we'll, <laughs> we'll learn and see what happens. Yes. Once I, it was kind of a, once I announced the business, okay, I guess we're actually going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what it is sometimes. Like you have to almost like make yourself uncomfortable by like putting that pressure on yourself of like, Hey everyone, this is the thing. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, now I have to actually do it. <laughs> Yes. I've been living by the um, quotes. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. And I have been like, had everywhere. I have been saying that to myself over and over again, because you don't grow until you leave your comfort zone. I think that statement is so true. And you're never go further. If you stay where you're comfortable, 
And as cliche as that saying is, it's so dang true because you never will go the extra step because you don't want to, you're scared of, like you said, the unknowns you're scared Mm -hmm. of, well, what if I mess up? Well, what if I don't know how to do this? What if it's a complete failure? Well, it could be, but you're never going to know if you just stay in where your happy, comfortable places, you kind of have to, right? which is absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, I, you know, I know that going back to the Coles days, our experiences were were different and, you know, we're different stores, different positions, stuff like that. But I would think that, you know, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think we both have similar experiences where like when you're put into that job, especially like at the age we were, you don't really know what you're doing and you fail a lot (laughs) and you ask a lot of dumb questions and you ask a lot of good questions, but like, honestly, as, as tough as that that role in that job was for me. I feel like I've grown so much on like a personal and professional level since because like it is it's really helped me with like anything I do now. I feel like I can go in having no idea what to do and figure it out because like we were really forced to do that at Coles. I mean, uh, that's a great way to look at it too yeah. because I mean, gosh, we started so young and yeah. we're in charge of these multi-million dollar stores. Mm-hmm. And- make these decisions and yeah I was a big fake it till you make it in the Coles world because you would never know half that stuff until you've done it exactly but I like agree with you a hundred percent that now I'm not afraid to ask anyone anything because I just want to know the right answers so then I can forward and do it you know I don't care if I look dumb or stupid because I bet they probably have the same question when they started or they might even have that same question and just were too scared to ask I don't have time to wait around and be stared anymore. I just got to get the answer. Right. And I think that that's just like a part that comes with like that growth and development that we, we just kind of get as we, you know, mature and and grow mm-hmm. as individuals. And I think it's, it's cool just to hear, you know, how, how much can change in kind of like such a little time from perspectives yeah. and experience and just like that knowledge base. Oh yeah. It's awesome. I love yeah. growth. Growth is so fun to see people like you and I, like, totally different people from our Coles days. I know it's weird to think about. And I mean, I, I will go on the record to say that, you know, big, big shout out to you for helping me uh, develop in my, in my Coles journey and just professional journey. I mean, for those of you without context listening, um, Ashlyn was definitely someone that I consulted with quite a bit about, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what would you do in this situation? Or how do you handle this? Or, um, you know, just kind of getting that feedback and ha- having that like system of peers that you, you can really trust and rely on. And like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that safe space too, where like when we were in it together, like I knew I could ask you something that sounded really dumb and <laughs> you would help or like provide me the insight and I wouldn't feel as like intimidated to do so. So shout out yeah. to you for that. <laughs> hey, good to have somebody that is, knows what you're talking about. You can bounce yeah. ideas. Off. And yeah, like you said, it's a lot safer space than mm-hmm. maybe people at lot longer than us <laughs> right for sure so you know Ashlyn with the boutique I know that it's been something that you know since you started it's been growing and you know it's taken off and um, you know you're seeing the, the growth and you know the future kind of like plans for you with it um, what would you say like at this point is like do you have like a goal or like a like a, do you have like a I don't know a year two year five year kind of plan that you're trying to follow with it or just take it at yeah. any time I am a goal setter I am yeah. someone with my goals I have like a goal for every second of every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I have like uh, my right now like it, within the five years um I don't have any like one two three I just have 
sales goals and Kohl's shout out to them. They made <laughs> this way. They made me this way. I have like every month I want to sell this much every year. I want to sell this much. And like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this all started from my experience. Yeah. But I do have a big picture goal of a five-year goal where it is. Um, I really want to have my own warehouse. I want to build from ground up my own warehouse and I would like to have a retail space within that. So then I would have a larger retail space as well. And everything would all be in one because my hope is in five years to be a lot larger online. So we can mm-hmm. be shipping or out of the warehouse portion and then still have that in-store space because our local community here, we're very rural. Like it is yeah. the thumb of Michigan and there's nothing to stop. You have to drive about two hours to get to Detroit or Saginaw is like an hour plus, and there's not that much options there even. So people locally are loving having us here. They're yeah. loving being try things on, touch and feel the things without having to drive that two hours, especially with gas right now. It's super flexible for them to come whenever they need to. Um, but also with that, I want to get into men's too. That's a big goal of mine okay. is I clothing. So in five years, I hope that I have a warehouse that has a retail space that sells men's. That's my goal. I love it. Those, those are perfect goals. And that's, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say the, you know, having a, a men's um, section, because, you know, as someone um, like myself, like I've always liked fashion and clothes and stuff. And it's like, I want to support you, but <laughs> it's a little hard for me to do so personally. Um, so, you know, definitely when, when you do have that. And I say when, because I, I knowing you, I know you will accomplish that. Maybe, maybe it's before five years, maybe it's right at five years. Maybe it's a little after five years. I, I know you will accomplish it though. I will be one of the first people to, to check it out. I will tell you that. <laughs> Thanks. I, I really hope so. I hope it happens. Cause I think there's so many people like you, you know, that all my husband's friends, they're like, Hey, are you going to friends? like, I'd really like to get something local too, for men to shop or even just yeah. another, because there's not a ton of men's boutiques, right? When you hear boutique women's. So to have that option, I think will be really great too. And then you can kind of do all in one boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, all shop together. Exactly. Yeah. Just like at Kohl's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at Kohl's, follow me everywhere. Yep. Oh man. Um, but no, you, you mentioned that kind of just like where you're at, um, in, in your town, it's very rural, very kind of like small town. So it has been something that a lot of people in the community seem to really like having that, you know, store that they can go that's local nearby. Um, I'm sure supporting someone that they, that they know, but also just like, like you said, they'd be able to see and touch and feel the the clothing itself. Do you think that a lot of the growth and success that you've had really is attributed to being in kind of that small town? Or like, do you think that even if you're like in a bigger, more city area that like things would still be kind of going the way that they have been? Oh, I a hundred percent think it's because of where I live. Um, we don't, we have a few boutiques, uh, locally, they're starting to pop up more. Um, but a couple of them are online. A couple of them are maybe catered towards really young or really old. It doesn't matter. You know, they're kind of a little more centered on one clientele and one target market. Whereas my goal A to Z is, everyone all the way A to Z, no matter what your style is. I want you no matter the age, size, what your style is, you can come in and like at least one piece of clothing. And that's kind of drawing in more and more people. Cause you could bring your mom and your little mm-hmm. sister, well, you guys could find something. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go to your little sister likes or only your mom likes the other person, isn't going to like to shop there. Right. So 
really helped. And people in a small town just love to support local. They love um, just seeing people go after their dreams. And again, kind of options. So to be able to bring something like this to our community, I mean, it's huge. If I did not have my storefront, I would not be anywhere where I like am right now with my goals. It's hundred percent. I give it to the people locally right now. Awesome. I love that. that. That's so cool. And I mean, I think that as I've gotten older, I've definitely started valuing the importance of like supporting local businesses and small businesses. Mm-hmm. I think that like growing up, I was like, Oh, wherever I need to go to get whatever. But as I've gotten older and I, I, I can kind of see the importance of it. And, you know, I I'm lucky enough to have friends like yourself and other people who have small businesses. And even, you know, me kind of with the podcast, you kind of yeah. realize like any support that you can get. I mean, it just, it, can mean a lot and make a big difference. So that's really cool to hear that the community has been, you know, backing you with it and everything. Oh yeah. And I actually, initially I was going to start my business in 2020 okay. and I'm in 2020, so I didn't start it, but I'm not even going to say it out loud because we're not talking about it anymore. Sure. And so, <laughs> I was only going to do online though. Mm. So it's funny. I was talking to my husband just last week about this. You know, if I would have only done online, yeah, I would have done okay. I, I mean, you know, more people would have had to shop me online that maybe would have shopped locally, but I would never be where I'm at right now if I had not had my storefront. And it's just so funny of like the timing and how everything worked out yeah. because I had no intentions of opening a storefront. I just thought, no, it's way too much work, way too hard. I don't want to do it. And then something clicked and I was like, you know, maybe I should do a storefront and holy mm-hmm. smoke. I'm sure glad I did because it would not be booming like it is right now. So that's interesting because, you know, you've said that there's been a lot of success from having the storefront. And then we've kind of talked about how, you know, just the online shopping, you know, it was just kind of what people are doing these days, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of blown up even back when we were directly like in the retail industry, like from then to now, it's crazy how much it's exploded. Yeah. I mean, what, I guess from your perspective, like, what do you think whether it's your personal like opinions and plans for the future or just like the industry for itself, like, do you think like storefronts, brick and mortar is going to phase out eventually or like with kind of the success you're seeing, do you think like it might actually come back in at some point? So my theory, and I've had this for a couple of years now, um, I think that brick and mortar big stores are going to go away. I think yeah. we're the Kohl's really fizzle. I think we're going to see the JC Penney's, the Macy's. I think all of that is going to go to the wayside. And I think it's going to happen quicker than we think. I do, however, think that small businesses, small boutiques are here for the long haul because how many people I hear now only, I only like to shop boutiques. I really just like to shop boutiques. Mm -hmm. They love supporting someone small. They love supporting something unique. You know, you go to a boutique, someone that shops a boutique, you're getting a piece that no one else is going to have because I'm only going to sell X number of them. And then I'm not going to restock them because I want my be something that not every single person has. And I just think it's kind of, who doesn't love that experience still of having a girl's day, going to get a coffee in the morning, going to the boutique, going to the farmer's market. You know, there's so many, it's an aesthetic too. It's something that people are creating Instagram worthy boutiques and photo shoots and things like that. And that's really what's trendy. And going to a Kohl's department store isn't really trendy anymore because it's a department right. store. But right. going to a boutique that has that aesthetic and that is just really trendy and cool, that's what's happening right now. And I've seen yeah. that so strong because local boutiques are doing so well. When I go to towns, I want to check out the local boutiques, you know, mm-hmm. nothing 
JC Penney's. Like, I don't want to go to the mall. I want to go to boutique shopping. So I feel like that's where we're trending, which is so funny because online is huge. Yeah. But to having that local boutique in your town, it's still doing well. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense when you look at both sides, but I can see how it's happening. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really, really interesting theory and one that I would, I would tend to agree with. I mean, I think that the large brick and mortar is definitely kind of fizzling out. And I mean, and just the disclaimer, like there's no shade towards Kohl's or anything. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not like on this like hate path for them or anything. And I'm sure you're not either, but like, even since leaving the company, I I feel like in the last couple of years, I've seen some headlines and just information about Kohl's where it sounds like it might be kind of going downhill a little bit, or they're just struggling and, you know, they're doing some innovative things. Like I, I walk into a local Kohl's here and it looks so different than I remember like my stores being like, there's like Calvin Klein and like just different brands. And like, I don't know. I mean, they're definitely trying new things, but I could definitely see like what you're saying with the kind of the large brick and mortar stores fizzling out. And, you know, with the boutiques, something that I didn't really think about that you mentioned was like kind of the limited quantity of Mm -hmm. of items and how it is kind of unique. And I think of just like, I don't know. I mean, to, to someone that might collect shoes or might collect like cards or whatever. Uh, I feel like there's always been that success with like limited drops of things. So like that, like exclusivity of like, oh, at this boutique, we have like one of this, or like we have three of this, like it, it causes that buzz and really mm-hmm. gets people interested. And as you kind of mentioned, it's funny how, although online shopping is really taken off because of technology, I feel like technology being social media is really what's driving kind of like you said, like the local and the boutiques, because it is like an aesthetic or you do see like Instagrams and I'm not on TikTok, but I imagine on TikTok, you see like, you know, just huge, you know, names or influencers or people that are trying to influence that space, really going to these kind of like boutique places and, and kind of blowing them up. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's working two different ways with technology making it accessible and that's something else when someone actually comes into your store and they've shopped you before they know how your stuff runs they know how the clothes Mm -hmm. fit then they're more likely to shop with you online but if they have the option they're going to want to come see touch and feel everything too and have that experience um and just like it's something to do right you know it's and who has a and i can speak for girls that are listening to the podcast maybe boys too i don't know but when i'm somewhere and someone's like where'd you get that i'm like oh this little boutique you know like you feel like (laughs) Yeah. it's just like fun to like tell people about all these cool finds you got and then show them the boutique like this is where I got it from you know and then they start following the boutique it's just I am a huge boutique fan always have been because I love right. unique fashion I love getting something that no one else has and I can add it to my closet and not be seeing every other person wearing the same thing because you know you want to be original with your fashion and your style so I think that's a huge part of it for sure I love that and I remember I don't remember how long ago it was, but I remember, you know, there was a time within the last few years where I would see you posting about like, you know, here's some, some clothes that I just bought and here's the different ways that you could style it up, style it down, you know, dress it up, dress it down, whatever. And I thought that was so cool. And just like the kind of uniqueness that you can have with, with clothing. So I think that like, yeah, being able to get those like unique pieces, whether it's like a staple piece or, or just something, you know, that, is for certain occasions or events. I think it's really cool. And to be able to do that and know like, Hey, like 
no one else in my town is going to have like an outfit that looks like this. I think that that is pretty cool. And it is cool to be able to like show people where you got it and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that I had my fashion because I think that's what you're talking about. I had yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My, my fashionista account. I made that um, right after I graduated school because I wanted to like stay in like the trendy fashion yeah. and kind of what's going on and, you know, how boutiques, how people are styling things. And then I kind of did that to keep me focused on fashion and kind of, I kind of grew an audience with that too. Cause a lot of people that followed my fashion accounts then went and followed my boutique account, you know, cause mm-hmm. they maybe liked, liked how I was doing things or ideas I was suggesting, um, whatever it might be. And so then that kind of gave you that authenticity that like, Hey, this is what I really am passionate about. And like, that's why I'm starting this boutique. I'm not just doing this because, Oh, I want to make some money. It's I, this is my passion and this is what I want to do. And I think that account really helps that, which was awesome because I just started it because I wanted to do something, but I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't be a blogger. This is way too much, (laughs) but it was fun. And it was definitely a great segue into doing the boutique for a couple of years. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's a awesome kind of like story and, and maybe like a lesson, if you want to call it that to anyone listening, you know, of course the podcast focuses on passions and doing what you're passionate about. And, you know, for Ashlyn, it was kind of like, you know, the, that was kind of like that bridge that has led you to where you're at now, which it's like, you're still doing something you're passionate about, but kind of like in a different way and in a way that kind yeah. of like bridge the gap and help you get to the place that you are at with the boutique. And now it's like a fixer upper account because <laughs> we're like renovating our yeah. we're crazy. And I like started posting before and afters of the fixer upper and people are like, are you going to keep posting this? Yeah. Like, oh, that's what you want to see. <laughs> so it's just now it's kind of fun space. So I yeah. can still post like when I go shopping at other boutiques and want to do mm-hmm. style or things or whatever, I can um, post it up on there and still style things and have that little freedom fun too. Yeah. And that's important too. Like, I mean, to have that fun. And I think a lot of people have said, just like in, in conversations I've had is like, when you pursue your passion, especially for a career or as a, a means of making any sort of money, whether it's, you know, for your actual life or like supplemental income, um, you can lose a lot of that like fun because it becomes work. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you've had to experience or have you had phases with that? Or have you always kind of found it fun and it's, kind of that balance between fun and passion? I think I had a couple of phases and I think that that was when I was at like my peak of, oh boy, I'm like super stressed out. You know, I think yeah. it was, I was working 40 plus hours a week and I loved my job, but you know, I, I was really passionate about my HR job. I loved who I worked with. I wanted to make sure I was doing a really good job there. I didn't want anything to interfere with that, um, mm-hmm. including because that was my number one priority. But then once the boutique started doing well, and you know, that's obviously my number one passion, not priority, but passion. Um, I was like, gosh, this is really stressful. You know, like I wasn't enjoying it. I was kind of like, oh, now I have to go get some more inventory or I have to go, you know, and then I started to realize I'm like, you're not liking this anymore. And it's because you're, you're playing full. So that's when I, I promised myself when I started, that the second I started to feel overwhelmed consecutively every single day was the time that something needed to change. So mm-hmm. it came a lot sooner than I anticipated. Like I said, I thought it'd be three years at least, but I had just was, it wasn't my normal happy go lucky self. I was just very stressed every single yeah. day of the day mm-hmm. was playing. I had no free time, had to miss out on things like this isn't a life that I want to be living. So that's kind of what drove me to 
putting my notice in at my work. And then after I left, I obviously missed the job and the people so, so much. They were amazing to work with, but the stress that got lifted off my shoulders was like, holy cow, I can breathe again, you know? And that's now put the fun and the passion back into what I'm doing because I enjoy it. And it's not like anything else is distracting me from it. So that's kind of the lesson I learned with it and the phase I went through with when it did kind of become a chore versus fun. That makes sense. I mean, and I think that that's, it's nice to hear that it wasn't really the boutique or what you were doing with the passion that was kind of burning Mm -hmm. you out. It was just kind of like the overload of so many competing things at once and so many responsibilities and just like that kind of lack of time and balance. Um, I think that that's obviously not good, but I mean, it's better than like, oh, I hate the boutique. I I don't want to do it anymore. It was just like, I really want to do it. It's just, I I feel so burnt out because I have so many different things that I have to focus on. My number one advice to anybody is do not burn yourself out. You know, like the hustle culture is so trendy and people want to hustle, you know, time to rise and grind. Like, no, you don't have to do that. I understand you have to work hard to get places, but if you are constantly just running on E, you need to make it so you can put your hundred percent into what you're doing. Cause I was giving the boutique maybe at most 25% of my energy. And I said, this is, it's not working. You know, you have to know yourself and how much you can take and how many things you can do at a time. And if you're just constantly feeling overloaded, really evaluate what you're doing and evaluate, you know, can I make this work a different way? Can I give something up? Because it's just so important. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for your mental health, your physical health. It's it's just not. So my biggest advice to people, and I've told so many people this after I made the decision of like, if you're not happy and you are constantly tired and emotional and just not yourself, look in the mirror, look at what you're doing, look at your plate. What can you take off of it? Because you just have way too much going on. I love that. I mean, I think that that's incredible advice. And I mean, to anyone listening, please rewind that and listen to that a couple of times. <laughs> um, but no, it's so important. And I, I think that like even I've noticed for me, like, I feel like 20, like 2018 to 2020, I was a really big with that, like hustle culture. Like that's like all that I saw on social media. That's all I heard about. Um, I got really big into this, um, like entrepreneur named Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. And like, he's pretty much like sleep three hours a day, like wake up at 4am and like hustle until like midnight. Don't take a vacation for like 25 years. You're just like this crazy electric entrepreneur which obviously he's super successful and it's great but that's kind of like the mindset that I that I adopted and then as I kind of got older I was like you just you burn yourself out through that and it's just not worth it in the end and I mean I will go on the record and say that that was the biggest issue for me when I was working uh, with Kohl's you know fresh out of college like I just I was never at a store that was you know, successful to company standards. And it just made for me working 50, 60 hour weeks. And I was just miserable. And I, my mental health, my physical health was just so declined. And it was one of those things where like, I was so afraid, like this is my first job out of college. This is my first job as an adult. Like the fear of letting, honestly, letting others down more than letting myself down was really what like made me just burn myself out over and over again until I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this. And it's one of those things where I think we all will probably experience 
that burnout, unfortunately, at one point to kind of realize the importance of it. But if you can kind of get ahead of it, like Ashlyn was saying, it's super important and can be beneficial. Oh, yeah. Super beneficial. Just know yourself. Know what yeah. you can take. The Like you said, it's the comparison of, well, they're doing it or, you know, I don't want to let this person down. Yeah. But at the end of the day, some advice that I got from a friend when I was really contemplating this decision of, do I leave my job? You know, because like, again, mm-hmm. like I've over loved my last job, loved what I did. I felt like I was helping the company a lot and I was really doing great things and the company was going in a good direction. And I was scared to like, let them down. Right. Like you said, you hit it on. I just, I don't want to leave because I'm way too scared. I don't want to like leave them. You know, I feel bad Mm -hmm. that in the eyes. And she was like, that's a terrible point. No one is going to take care of you. Like you're going to take care of yourself. You're replaced. I was like, dang, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) my company wanted to push me out the door, but everyone in any kind of setting, you can be replaced. And so if you're not happy, your mental health isn't good. Your physical health isn't good. Think of that statement and no one is going to take care of you. Like you take care of yourself. So that's what really like flipped my switch. And the next day I literally decided I was going to leave my job. Cause I said, that is that just like stuck with me and I could not get out of my head. I'm like, she is so right. So right. And I just did it for me. Yeah. I mean, that's really powerful. And I think that it's funny because we don't want to admit that or believe it, but no. it's, it's so true. I mean, that's that's just the reality. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily wrong, like it, business is business, but for whatever reason, like we just don't want to believe that a company would ever do that or that a business would ever do that. And I think that it does, like it really creates that fear of like letting them down or letting like expectations down. So yeah, that, yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, she kicked my butt with it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. And, and obviously it's, you know, like you said, you know, you, you miss your your job and the people you worked with and everything, but it sounds like it's definitely worked out and, yeah. and been a good kind of new chapter for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And, and like you were also saying kind of before that point about like the comparison piece, Um, that's another big thing. I mean, like you might, you know, go on social media and see someone else with the boutique that they've been doing it for three years. And it's like, you can't, you know, compare yourself where you're at now to where they're at now. Cause it's, you know, the journey's different and the path to get there is different. So, you know, I think that that's, that's so true. Yeah. And I've been hundred percent, thousand percent guilty of that. We're all, I follow all these giant boutiques, you know, like, I don't know, thousands, millions of followers on social media. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they are selling so much. And I can't even sell two of them. You know, like you just sit there and you just beat yourself up and you're like, okay, like you need to just take a reality check here. Stop having a pity party because guess what? They have been in business a lot longer than you. It, you just can't compare it. Right. No matter what, nothing is sliced the same. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's life is different. People have different connections, different ways of making it. Mm-hmm. You can't care because it's never going to equal up. Nothing's ever going to be the same. And so that's a huge lesson I had to learn too. Cause I kind of went through a, well, I'm not doing as good as them, or maybe I need to be doing this or they're doing this. And no, like you need to be authentically yourself. And that's something that I think has really helped my business is, you know, I'll get ideas from people. They'll say, oh, you should do this because this business does this, or you should do this because this business does this. And I love getting those ideas. I love it. Yeah. But is run with every single one of them, you know, cause it's maybe just not something that I authentically want to do. If I don't mm-hmm. believe not something that I want to stand behind, I might not do it just because I want to be myself. I don't want to be some yeah. other boutique with my name. So right. that's 
I really um, struggled with at the beginning of like, what is my identity? Who is A to Z boutique? What do I want to stand for? You know, but once you kind of figure it out, it's very easy to navigate and push towards similar things that you actually wholeheartedly believe in because otherwise you're just copying someone else. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then we just have chain retail, right? We just have kind of that brick and mortar, like chain retail. So I think that's, that's huge. And, you know, I think something that I've always been a big believer in is, is exactly what you're saying of like, take in, you know, suggestions from others, take in, you know, maybe research that you've done or things that you've seen other companies or people do that you like, but you don't have to just completely do it, you know, blindly, like, you know, oh, I like that this boutique has this, but I don't like, I would change this about it to make it more what what I'm about. So like make that change. Like it's not, you know, you don't have to take exactly everything that you can, that you see, you can take little pieces from different sources of inspiration. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is, um, I can't remember when it was now, a few months ago, I would say. Um, I have to move myself because I have to plug myself in. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no problem. <laughs> um, you had the opportunity to kind of be like featured and to be a part of um, the Detroit Pistons kind of like small local business yeah. event or I don't know what to call it or like, uh, can you just talk a little bit about that experience and how that was for you? Yeah. Um, I actually got the opportunity to do two different events with the Pistons, which was awesome. So in December I got featured as one of the Shopify small businesses of the game. So that was really exciting because I got a chance to bring my product to the Pistons, the little Caesars arena, and then kind of show it off, show what we had to sell. We got put up on the big Megatron up there in the middle of the arena they did like a little special on us. They put us on all their socials. Um, it was incredible. And the exposure was huge because on Shopify, for anyone listening that maybe uses Shopify or Zach, I don't know if you use it at all. Um, you can see when people are on your site. So mm-hmm. as soon as they put me on that big screen, my Detroit area coverage lit up. So it was super cool wow. to see like getting all of that new um, business and seeing all the new customers that started following on socials and stuff like that, just the exposure was everything. And, um, my sister was a huge way of how I got that. I will not lie because <laughs> she works there. So they had like a whole pool of people that they put them in and she's like, just apply. And then I'll make sure that they pick yours. So again, who, you know, is yeah. everything because they picked, I think, however many home games they have. So there was quite a few businesses yeah. that got picked and a cool part though, that this is what really made me happy. Cause the other one, you know, my sister helped get me in the door, which was great. And she's amazing, but they did women owned businesses in March and okay. they actually reached out to my sister because they remembered my business so vividly that they wanted to feature me again as a small business in March. So that was pretty cool to think, you know, I actually got that one on my own. It wasn't yeah. just a connection. It was a, Hey, they remembered my business. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to feature me again. So that was really cool. And then my sister actually works on the edit, like video editing team and stuff. And so she got to put that video together for me, which was That's awesome. really sweet. It's on the boutique page if you follow it, but it was, yeah. she's a master at her job. That's for sure. That's so cool. And yeah, I, I don't know if I told you, but I think I found out about this through the Pistons before I found out like from your <laughs> socials and stuff. Like I was just scrolling <laughs> one day and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're like, wait, like, I know that person. <laughs> I was like, why, why do I, why do I know this person? And then I was like, oh my gosh. And then like, I looked at your socials and like, you're posting about it or something. I was like, 
That's so funny. (laughs) So it it is awesome. And it's it's great that, um, you know, shout out to the Pistons for doing, you know, stuff like that with small businesses Mm -hmm. and also women-owned businesses. Uh, Definitely two huge, you know, um, places to to give your focus and to, um, you know, support. So that was really cool that you could be a part of it. And it's awesome that you saw kind of that just like jump of like, you know, traffic on the site and, and, um, you know, engagement on social media and stuff with that. So it definitely sounds like a really just memorable experience and something that, uh, cool to be a part of the exposure. I mean, alone, every, that's what I've been telling everyone. Anytime you can get an ounce of exposure, do it. I don't care if you think the event is going to be great, bad, ugly. I don't, it, exposure is exposure, especially mm-hmm. free exposure. If someone is asking you to be a part of an event, you say yes when you're in your business because just that, like I was kind of nervous. My sister's mm-hmm. like, do it. I'm like, I don't know. Like I just opened a month ago. I have no idea what I'm doing because we were so new. That was December and we opened end of November. We weren't oh, even yeah. open a month. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And it's just great to put yourself out there and do as many different things as you possibly can, because that's yeah. one more person I might hear about your business and tell their mom about your business or their dad or, you know, whomever, whatever your business is. So do anything and everything that you can get your hands on. So I know that with, you know, kind of the initial event with the Pistons, you said your sister was, you know, a, a big kind of driving force behind that. But do you have any advice or suggestions for people who, you know, maybe don't have the connections, but are looking at getting into some events? Like it doesn't have to be that big of a scale event, but just anything like maybe even local events. Like, do you have any like tips or tricks that you would recommend? Um, definitely putting yourself out there. So messaging people you know I've done that before where if like people wanted to come in for like a shop event or something or like bring Mm. a group in like message people okay ask you know like hey are you looking for a vendor or like hey if you're just throw it out there too like if you ever need a vendor for something I'll be your person you know and it could be something like in March we went to a pig sale (laughs) a pig sale and we're a vendor there and you know what I have never been to a pig sale in my entire life. My husband is a farmer, but a dairy farmer. So either way, I'm not a farmer, but married to that one. And I was like a pig sale, but one of his friends, um, he's really big uh, pig breeder. That's like what he does. And so he was putting on this show and he's like, Hey, I'd love for you to be a vendor. And I was like, me? (laughs) And apparently at all the shows or sales, they have um, like boutiques come and stuff, which I never know that. Right. Cause that's not an industry I've ever been around. And it was fantastic. It was lots of women that we would have never met otherwise. You know, maybe their husband is a breeder there or they're buying something for their kid for a fair. We met them and they were, you know, they love coming, looking at boutiques and stuff at those sales. And that was just something that was so funny to me. I'm like, wow, like who would have ever thought? And we did really well in sales that day. And it was just funny to think that it all started because I was like, sure, I'll go to a pig sale. And now I think we'll probably go every year because he's probably going to do this every year and we'll be a vendor, but it's just putting yourself in those situations that you really don't know anything about. Yeah. I I love that. That's such a funny story. And just, I I don't know, hearing something about like, oh yeah, he's a pig breeder. I don't know. That just just makes me happy. I'm like, I I never would have thought that was just like a career, but that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, just putting yourself out there, I think is huge. And like, you know, I think that probably something that you've kind of just talked about a little bit by like messaging people, reaching out to people about kind of like collaborations or partnerships or working with them or events, you know, it's something similar to like what I experienced with 
the podcast about like getting guests and stuff. And I think that again, going back to that, like we don't get started on things because of how daunting it can be. I mean, I can say like, I've faced a lot of rejection and I'm sure you have, or like people just don't respond and like, it's not like they're rude or, you know, they don't care. It's just people are busy or like they don't see the message or whatever. So that's another big thing to anyone listening. Like, don't be afraid to like hear no or to not hear back because that's, it's kind of just like applying for a job, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not, everything's going to work out and that's not a reflection of them. It's not a reflection of you. It just wasn't meant to be. And that's okay. Yeah. You're going to face rejection. I mean, you're, if you got yes, every time that'd be way too easy, Right. but I mean, for every time you ask, you could get one. Yes. So it's yeah. just doing it. And most people are gonna, I mean, I just feel like people love the interest because you know, then yeah. it's in, if you're looking at it from another business's perspective, they're thinking, okay, well then if this business posts on their socials that they're coming, that gives my business more advertising. So mm-hmm. then they can technically be using you to, which is a win-win, right? They're getting someone yeah. to come and we're spreading the word about their event. So a lot of times businesses are excited about it. It's just scary mm-hmm. to go, Hey, can I come set up at your <laughs> event? Right. And I think that the, the thing that I love about what you just said is that like, I think when you're just starting or even for, for you with your boutique being still within like the first year, you might have that feeling where you're like, well, what do I have to offer to like, you know, mm-hmm. this, this person that I'm reaching out to or this like company that I'm reaching out to, like, yeah, I guess it could be mutually beneficial. Like you just said, but like, I'm a no one, like who's going to care. But I think that's like one of those things that like, we need to get away from that thought because it's like, we just provide value on who we are and what we can bring yeah. in our connections and like what we've established. So like, even if you're early on in something, like don't think that that means you can't, you know, mutually benefit another, you know, individual or another company or something, because there's more just starting a business or starting like, you know, a podcast or starting a, a Instagram account or YouTube channel, whatever, just by doing that alone, like you're kind of setting yourself apart from the rest of like people, if you will, by pursuing yeah. something you're passionate about. Yeah. It's a lot easier to talk the talk, but to actually do it is Mm -hmm. something totally different. And I just think it's so easy for us to like pick ourselves apart and be like, oh my gosh, I'm, this is never going to work or a thousand reasons why we shouldn't do it. Or, you know, it could fail, blah, 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 but to just step out and do it, you know, like if you go into it knowing like, Hey, they might tell me, no, you know, this might be a total waste of my time, but what if you create a connection that you never expected to create? Mm -hmm. And now you are miles ahead of where you were yesterday it's just taking that leap and it's so easy for me to sit here and say it right but I'm just as scared as everyone else when it comes to Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there and when I showed up to Atlanta to buy my first round of clothes I was like I need to get out of here this this was the worst idea ever (laughs) because you're with all these boutique owners thousands of them that have done this for years but you just have to remember everybody started like you did and right. the second that I got that out of my head and was just like, I'm not going to be embarrassed to be my first time here. I'm not going to be timid mm-hmm. to ask any questions because I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. You just have to get that out of your head. And everyone was so excited that I was new. They were like, oh my gosh, welcome. Like, we're so happy yeah. you're here. But before I walked in with the, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. You know, mm-hmm. everyone else knows what they're doing. I'm the person that looks so just lame over here doing <laughs> nothing. The second you get that out of your head, no one else is thinking that because everyone else yeah. started exactly where you are. And it's just, we're, we're beating ourselves up at that point mm-hmm. and it's so easy to do, but you just got to get over that. And once you do smooth sailing, I swear. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that that's huge. And, you know, just uh, another piece on the connections that um, just came to mind is like, even if you reach out and, you know, there is that like, no, or like, you know, sorry, not at this time, that doesn't mean that there can't be, you know, some opportunity in the future, or even just Mm -hmm. like you're meeting someone in a similar or the same space as you that could lead to just like, you know, a relationship that builds. And, you know, even if it's just like, Hey, like I'm kind of struggling with this part of the business, like have you experienced this or what would you do? Or even just like, I've had moments where, you know, you reach out to someone, maybe things don't work out, but then they're like, Hey, like I actually have this connection who really would be a, you know, a good person for you to meet. And then it's like, it's just kind of building that network. And like, just when you are that kind of small business or, you know, whatever, like just platform, when you expand your kind of reach a little bit, you just kind of get more exposure and opportunities to grow and just to, to meet new people with similar interests and passions. Mm-hmm. Networking is everything. That's yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> so I am curious um, on, on the topic of fashion. So yeah. I have to ask, like, what's, um, what's one trend that you love that maybe is like not super mainstream or people are like, ah, that's kind of a weird trend. And what's one trend that's like super mainstream that you just aren't a fan of? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, I personally really love, um, the leather trend that's happening. Okay. Uh, give me something leather. I don't care if it's a jacket. I don't care if it's pants. I don't care what it is. I am all about it. I know it's on the outs. I know it's probably got like one last leg here to go because yeah. it's been a couple of years, but I love it. Okay. One that I don't like, like the bathing suit tops. Like, why are we wearing crop tops that are literally that small? I, I don't understand. Okay. That's something that I cannot get behind. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to the pool. Um, you will notice my stuff that we have cropped, but they're like, you know, the ones that have like an inch. Yeah. I can't get behind the like ones that literally look like a bathing suit top. <laughs> okay. But also that could be my old age now too, because I'm like, I don't, but I don't know if I ever would have wore it. Um, but yeah, the leather is it for me. And I know, I know she's on her way out pretty soon, but gosh, I love it. The nineties style. Love it. Love it so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and now that brings up another interesting question is like, you know, obviously I I haven't, you know, lived super long and neither of you, but like, (laughs) we can kind of see like how trends have changed throughout or like things that were maybe popular in like the eighties or like just the nineties, like they, they were popular then, then they disappeared. Now they're coming back. Like, mm-hmm. is there, is there something that you think is like going to come back in the next few years that was maybe really popular when we were kids or even before that? Like, do you kind of feel, yes. like, do you have a good feel for the trend, like future? Like the 2000s trends are slowly creeping back in. Okay. And I'm like, no, we're not bringing back low rise jeans. We are not, <laughs> we are not doing that. And it's everything that once was comes back around in the fashion. It's t- a tale as old as time. It happens every single okay. year. And right now we're reliving the nineties and guess what's next? The early two thousands. So it, it comes do it. Like it comes right in order. It, it's like okay. clockwork, honestly. And I've already seen, you know, like boot cut for example when we were younger boot cut was yeah. everything yes boot yep. cut has come back all of the like remember those like i don't know i know you didn't shop girls fashion but those little tiny like pink film um sunglasses that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. lifted too yeah those are yeah. back like <laughs> you're slowly starting to see all of that Jeez. fashion come. i'm like i don't know whether to love it or hate it but the low-rise jeans no that's a no okay. nobody needs to see that yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah, it, it's weird just thinking back of like 
even just like looking back at pictures from like growing up you're like why were people wearing like what they yeah. wore and then like you slowly start to see like it coming back and you're like all right I guess like I shouldn't have cool gotten again. rid of that like <laughs> because it was super trendy now but okay yep awesome. it always comes back it's crazy it is so one of the last things that I wanted to ask you like on this kind of topic of just fashion and style is you know it's it's obviously something that you're passionate about and I I think I would say that I I enjoy it you know significantly enough whether I know much about it or not but if someone's listening and like maybe it's something that they're interested in kind of like exploring or like getting more familiar with it or elevating their own fashion or style like is there any advice that you have to someone who maybe is a little newer to to the space yeah um the thing I love about fashion is you can literally be a different character every other day so someone like myself I don't really have a set style like one day I'll look like the preppy girl from school and then the next day I'll have street style on so it's like it doesn't make any sense and I love that like I don't have to be in a box I can do literally whatever I want every single day and advice to someone who's kind of starting to like branch into it is like as long as you're confident in what you're wearing and like what you're wearing it doesn't matter what other people have to say because fashion is a game of I like this but this person doesn't like it it doesn't matter if you like it wear it because no one is ever going to love everything you wear and that's okay you just have to love it you have to feel comfortable and if you're doing it to intimidate someone but you don't or I'm sorry copy someone but don't um actually like it, you're not going to totally really be doing fashion, right? You need to do what you want to wear. And I think mm-hmm. so many times get caught up in the trends and they're like, Oh, I will this, this, I'm going to wear this, but like, what is your style? You know, like, what do yeah. you want to, sometimes I come out with some crazy outfits, but you know, I like it. So it's just be who you want to be. And you can change that every single day, which is why fashion is awesome. I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice. And you know, I, I get when there's the people that say stuff like, you know, I wear like a black t-shirt, you know, every day or something um, to have that like deci- decision fatigue, like not kick in or whatever, where it's like, it just one less thing you have to worry about if you're not like super present with your fashion. But to me, it's, it's a way to express yourself. It's a way to, you know, have fun and stuff. So don't um, feel like you have to limit yourself with it and do what feels right for you and feels good to you. Um, Like you said, it doesn't matter what other people think. I mean, I know certainly growing up, like I remember in like middle school, like American Eagle was like huge. So (laughs) it's like, oh, I need to wear like the American Eagle, like graphic t-shirt or whatever. And it's like, did I ever like those? No, (laughs) No. not really, but I thought that that was like the thing. So (laughs) yeah. So just be, be you and express yourself the way that you feel comfortable. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's the cool thing about fashion. Like, like you said, you know, you can be a different character every day and you don't have to be, you know, set in a specific box and have parameters. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. So Ashlyn, we talked about kind of everything you're doing and, and with the boutique and everything. So, you know, to anyone listening who maybe is in the area or nearby and wants to stop by or that uh, wants to look at your online store, what's like the best way to keep up with the boutique, keep up with you? Um, do you have like a, a website that you'd prefer to put out there or social media? What's like the best way to keep up with things? Um, I post everything on both socials. So you can find okay. us on Facebook. We're just uh, simply A to Z boutique. And then on Instagram, I'm pretty sure our handle is simply under A to Z underscore boutique. So um, 
or you could just type in simply A to Z boutique and you can find us. And then our website is simply A to Z boutique.com. So all very easy. And then our website is linked on both of our socials too. So if you'd rather find us on socials first and go there. Um, but yeah, I post daily on there. I always post when we have new arrivals. We have new arrivals weekly, which is really fun because then it's always something yeah. new to look, which I love that. So it's not the same old stuff you saw last week. Okay. And with the new arrivals weekly, um, you said you post about those. Is there like every Friday is like the day you post about, does it just depend on the week or kind of depends on the week right now. I'm trying to get like a set schedule on that, but right now it's just kind of like whenever they finally show up from UPS, we're posting them. (laughs) Perfect. And then again, to reiterate everything, like while you do have a storefront, you do sell online as well. So even if you're not in Michigan or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to go to to the thumb, um, (laughs) you can still, you know, check things out. And is it, uh, is your shipping just, uh, in the U S or do you ship internationally? Just domestic right now. Yeah. Just domestic. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if you're in the U S but not in Michigan, um, definitely check out the website or if you're in Canada and just want to check out the website and see what's to come. There you go. (laughs) Um, but all of of the boutique socials and the website, I will also put in the description of the episode. So if you didn't catch it or, you know, if it's just easier, feel free to go down there, click, click around there and uh, check it out. And then, um, on like your socials, Ashlyn, like if people have questions or anything, like are you pretty active with like messages or is there like an email to email with questions or I I guess what's like the best way for customer interaction? Oh, either, or I'll answer you on either socials. You can DM me or you can email. um, There's a boutique email on the site that you can send a message to as well. Either, or I will get back to you for sure. Okay, perfect. So yeah. Then like Ashlyn said, if you have any questions or if there's just something really cool that you like, or you listen to this conversation and you want to tell Ashlyn something that you enjoyed about our conversation, let her know via messages. Um, I'm sure she'll, she'll love to hear from you and get right back to you on those. Um, But yeah, it's been great to talk to you and just to see the journey that you've been on since the time that we've met to now. And I'm excited for your future and to see everything that you accomplish. Thank you so much, Zach. Thanks for asking me to be on this. I'm excited and excited for you that you're doing this. How awesome. You have a podcast. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. And see, like I say the same thing about you, like you have a business, you have a storefront, (laughs) you have a boutique. How awesome. So it's cool to see, you know, people doing uh, what they love and and that's certainly what we're, what we're here to talk about. So thank you for sharing everything. And uh, I guess, is there any last like thoughts, words, message or anything that you want to give to anyone listening? No, I mean, I feel like we covered it. Biggest thing is if you're thinking about doing it, do it. Life's too short. I love it. That's a perfect way to end it. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you, Ashlyn. I appreciate your time and um, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Awesome. Thank you, Zach. Yep. Bye.